You are listening to the Ingredients for Success podcast, where you can consume dietary supplement industry best practices, trends, recent news, and other insights provided through interviews and discussions with members of the Stratum team and seasoned industry execs. Welcome back to the Ingredients for Success podcast. I'm Andrew Rice, and today with us we have Chris Haynes. Thanks for coming, Chris. Thank you. Good to see you again. Good to see you, as always. <laughs> um, Chris is our Senior Director of Sales and Marketing here at Stratum Nutrition, and he is a man full of wisdom when it comes to this industry. He's, uh, well, you've been with the company four, 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. And in the industry, I think we... 29. 20, 29 years. <laughs> 29 years. 29 yeah. years. So you've seen a lot. You've seen... In fact, we were having a conversation when I first got with the company at a trade show. And you gave me a really good example of how the industry has evolved. And I, it, do you remember the... Yeah, yeah, I've used this on several occasions. <laughs> uh, you know, the industry, of course, when I first started way back, uh, it was much smaller. The shows were very... Even the Expo West was really small, you know, a few hundred booths. But it was uh, very much more flip-flop sandals, laid-back uh, tie-dye shirts... Uh, and then the evolution of money coming in and the company spending more and the industry literally taking off. You went from tie-dye shirts to khakis and polos, then you went to the, then the big money started coming in and right. you could see the, the changes to uh, suit and ties mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So just thinking back through the attendees and how they dressed yeah. through the years yeah. as the changes in the industry took place. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen some evolution in those parts. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a it was a good example. I also think it was, a, and I think, and we talked about it a little bit further. Your point, I think, to me was something in regards of just like the how. Yes, we see the the attire has changed, but it also is like almost a symbol of how how the industries evolve, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And um, so it kind of went from like this niche industry, you know, with the flip flops and whatnot, to like a little bit more money, more and more attention on it and people in the business suits. And, and mm -hmm. now it's kind of a little bit more casual. Um, but it's one, and I think because it went from like niche to like really an industry that's proven it's, itself to now an industry that is one of the fastest growing industries on the planet right now. So yeah, Absolutely. And then there's so many entrepreneurs that are in on this as well. Um, I was thinking, you know, we're talking, we did a article on uh, Millennials and uh, baby boomers. Yes, the, the differences. And right now, in this environment, in this industry, it's one of the easiest times. And I say easy, and it's never easy, but it's probably one of the quickest routes for somebody to become a multimillionaire mm -hmm. is through dietary supplement and e-commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those people they can create a company, sell some uh, supplements online, turn around. The next thing you know, they're selling a co company that's uh, only two or three years old for thirty or forty million. Yeah, and boom, you know, and then they go out and do it again. Mm -hmm. And so this is a really interesting time in the industry for. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an interesting time in the world to become a millionaire and and do it from a but you know possibly from a supplement side of things so from your perspective it goes from you know hardcore sales boots on the ground mm -hmm. type stuff to where with i think the the evan we had a white paper on this as well but the evolution of technology and how how digital has really transformed things it's just so much easier for a brand today 
for entrepreneurs today in our space um, specifically to get started. You know, they can, they got their sourcing, they can go find some, you know, the people that can help them with supply chain. Everything's kind of done digitally, you know, online. So it just, it speeds up that process. They can launch things, they can use influencers on social media. So, I mean, back, and this is one of my notes I had was to just kind of talk through, you know, the difference of what it looked like 29 years ago from a promotional standpoint for these these entrepreneurs starting these products yeah. then versus now. Exactly. And, you know, it used to be pretty much primarily retail, was what we call it today, retail natural health. And there weren't any big chain stores. There were local small stores doing health food things, uh, you know, supplement type stores. And they were all independents. And, and uh, you literally had to go from store to store to store. You couldn't go to a corporate office and pick up 60 stores uh, throughout a region. Uh, that, uh, you know, that developed into the um, probably early 2000s, late 90s, early through the 2000s, I'd say, probably. Um, and now, you know, you're looking for the big change. If you're trying to go retail natural, you're looking for the change, or you're going to go uh, mass market, you, you, you go to a corporate headquarters and you pick up big numbers. Um, the independents are, uh, are are out there still, but they're, they're having to work a lot harder to be heard as a retail natural store. But to your point about the brands, yes, uh, e-commerce, you can go out there, although that that noise mm -hmm. level has raised. Yeah. So now it's harder to be heard mm -hmm. even amongst e-commerce people. That's How do right. I get my e-commerce message out to you, yeah. the consumer, versus all the other noisemakers that are out here trying to talk about the same thing? Which is funny because to that point, what has happened is like the, you know, the influencer side of things or social media side, social media and I think influencers are so closely tied together because social media kind of helps create the influence of, of these individuals for the brands. But, you know, with the influencers, like this isn't new stuff. We're just doing it on a digital platform. You all, I mean, even in 20, 29 years ago, which was not that long ago, right? <laughs> 29 years ago, you know, it, you still had people that were pitching these products. You still had, you know, Talk, the talking heads of the company, the, the, the representatives of the company, whether they were doctors, mm -hmm. somebody very proficient in whatever that, that field is or whatever. So um, it's just kind of, it's just different. But I don't think anything's, you know, drastically changes just how we do it. It is, it is somewhat the mechanisms. Uh, right. You know, I remember doing professional uh, meetings where I'd bring in 60 doctors, feed them for two days, uh, and do two full days of uh, product presentations mm -hmm. um, for finished goods in the in the professional market. And, you know, that, that part, now you just do it on WebEx, uh, but yes, to the talking head point or the influencers, yeah, you brought the president or the doctor that founded the company or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, right. you brought them in and they did the talking and then maybe they had somebody else stand up and, and do half an hour, you know, as well. But, but yes, it is still... The ShamWow guys. The ShamWow guys. Yeah, that's Tony awesome. Littles or yeah. what was the guy with the juice? The uh, Remember the juicer gosh. guy? Um, oh, Juice Man. The, yes. It, it was Juice Man, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I actually yeah. had some interactions and sold him some products oh, for really? a while too. Yeah, wow. so small stuff. But, uh, but yeah, Juice Man, uh, all those guys, you yeah. know, that, that was really the early social influencers with guys like the juice man with the right. in literally an infomercial right on yeah. tv you right. know and then um you know the fitness guy i can't remember his name there was a fitness guy an older gentleman uh, uh, but yeah those were the original i guess you might say social influencers where they mm -hmm. were buying infomercials on tv and um, showing you the product and mm -hmm. doing things like that so but yeah so so let me so 
I feel like sometimes, and I think as a company, you know, I, I'm somebody that can get in maybe too far into data sometimes, but I think really the difference between then and now from like social media, where we're talking about uh, promotional or marketing a, a brand or, or a product, is like we now have the ability to track a lot more than what, you know, if we look at marketing back in the day, I'm gonna put, you know, if I've got a big product I wanna launch and I got a lot of money, I'm gonna put billboards on Times Square, I'm gonna, I'm gonna launch national TV campaigns, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this and that, I'm gonna put huge ads in the newspaper or in the industry pub magazines or whatever. And that's kind of evolved into now everything's digital, but with that, everything's tracked. Do you think that maybe sometimes we we fall too heavily on on the tracking or the the, the data side of, of things sometimes no no that's i think that as old school as i am i, I don't see how you could over rely on data mm -hmm. um if it's because if somebody's clicking something yeah it's a click uh okay. it's it's something that's tracked i mean it's yeah it's not arguable quite right, frankly yeah. uh, you want to argue it sometimes because you scratch your head over what you're looking at but it, it's hard data mm -hmm. and um you know there are i think to some extent you still have to follow your gut for the first step mm -hmm. and sometimes the, as i say the first step can be a doozy <laughs> but uh you know you, you gotta go in a direction right. and then that's the beauty of you know, e-marketing today is that your first step may be a doozy, but oh, look what this is telling us. Right, We've yeah. got to change directions exactly. and, and, and do something different, change the messaging. So that's much better. I mean, you know, you think way back when uh, to Burma Shave, you know, they had a sign on each fence post as you drove down the highway, you know, right. it said that, 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 Burma Shave, you know, right. I mean, you go clear back to that and yeah. they had those all over the country. Right. But, you know, so uh, they did it pretty cheaply. Yeah. I'll, I assume they created time. some brand awareness. You it, remember it. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. So we, we jumped right in talking shop. Um, as, as we, we generally do, I feel like you and I, um, but so backing up to get to know you just a little bit. So the audience can kind of to get to know a little bit about who Chris Haynes is. I know you, you love fishing. Um, you get you are horse people in mm -hmm. your household. Your daughter races, uh, does barrel racing, mm -hmm. and very good at that. Um, and so, what what is your favorite? What's your favorite trip? Favorite fishing trip? Favorite golf trip? I know you mm -hmm. golf. Yeah. You might be a little bit. You, you might have beat me almost every time we've played. Uh, not, not every time. I I, sure, I know that, uh, that it's not happened. So, oh, okay. uh, All right. well, but yeah, no, I love to play golf. Uh, play any of the courses. Try. Used to play a lot more uh, business golf, and uh, you know, therefore, I got to play a lot of you know pretty good courses. Uh, right. Client golf, you get to play a lot of good yeah, courses. Right. <laughs> Wait, can we do that more? Can we yeah. put that in the budget? I would year? love to okay. be able to do that more. But, so uh, that's a question. Yeah, for golf Micah. seems to have kind of dropped as far as some the amount of people that are golfing these days. I've noticed that. Yeah, but there are still some. But uh, huh. uh, but it's, it seems harder to get a game going. But mm. uh, but yeah, but no court golf. I uh, love to play that. Fishing, anytime I can go fishing. Uh, I went with uh, one of our suppliers, okay. uh, Andrew Hibbard, uh, oh, yeah. out uh, on deep sea fishing, and yeah. and uh, I, literally the ocean. I wish I could show you the pictures of the ocean. It was flat and smooth as this table, and we're 20 miles offshore. And I mean, it's this flat glass. out there, just glass. Wow. 
Now, what, were you fishing for? what were you fishing for? I don't even know all the species. Oh, you know, okay. Dorado, I think um, Amberjack, and I'm probably, Andrew will correct me at some point, but uh, it, it was like whatever we can get to hit. Yeah. You know, we were even thinking maybe we'd pick up a tuna or two uh, along the way. We didn't, the, the fishing was not real good. It was about a week and a half, two weeks after a hurricane, mm. but it was just gorgeous. I, I really have never seen, uh, and did not expect to see yeah. the ocean look like that. It That's was just part of being out there, right? Yeah, it was, in, in yeah. nature, it's just awesome. watching the sunrise on the over the yes. water, and yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, it was gorgeous. Uh, so did you did you beat him? Oh no! It's the yeah. When you're doing that, it's not that. It's uh, <laughs> because you you just rotating back and yeah, forth and, right. and whoever's close. So Dude, yeah, that's that wears you out. I went one time oh, deep sea fishing. You know, yep. we're used to yep. Midwest bass fishing. bass fishing. You catch a bad, big bass, okay, yep. it's a fight yep. or a fly rod. All right, yeah. dude, it's exhausting. <laughs> that is exhausting. It was. Those fish were they fight and the, the equipment is heavy and bulky and yeah. and you're yeah. It right. was. Uh, it was unexpected for me. But so, it's so much fun. It so was, much fun. yeah. So you, I've heard you say here recently, and I, and I know um, you're, you're, you're hearing this from, from other peers, other people within the company, and there's, there seems to be a little bit um, from, from what you're saying, and I, and I agree, I see it, is uh, kind of a lack of, of sales uh, men and women out there. Mm -hmm. um, and ha uh, companies are having a hard time right now finding sales. What do you think, you know, what, what do you think is causing that? And is there, you know, do you have any well, ideas, thoughts? Well, due to the, in a strange uh, and somewhat unexpected way, that the pandemic has actually created more revenue opportunities for companies. Plus, there are, as we discussed earlier, the new, the continuously emerging e-commerce companies. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked to other sales uh, managers around the world, literally, and they were all talking about, uh, you know, a company that we'll share a, a, an email or, excuse me, a web address with, and, and they go, you ever heard of this company? We'll go, no, I never heard right. of Well, guess what? Right. They just sold for $15 million. Right. And you're like, what? I've never yeah. heard of them. And so from that standpoint, you know, the industry has grown. Uh, right now, we're in, a, we're in another growth mode, it mm -hmm. seems. But we're, everybody's looking for sales mm -hmm. representation. And you can look at it from two ways. You can look at it and say, well, we'll, we'll hire somebody outside the industry that that will, and we'll train them up. That's mm -hmm. great. Um, but the other side of the coin is, but I need results tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You hire outside the industry, regulatory, mm -hmm. the hardest thing to teach right. people because of the nuances of right. can say this, can't say that, and those type of things. Right. Then if there's no trade shows, which is where we've been for the last 12 to 18 months with no trade shows, you can't get out in the field and build a relationship yeah. Yeah. anywhere and meet people. So really what you end up doing in the last during this pandemic, for the most part, is you've ended up with a telemarketing staff. Yes. So you've gone from in office, making presentations to telemarketing, i.e. WebExes, of course. Yep. Still, you could see anybody, but mm -hmm. it's not a relationship building opportunity. But right now, my phone's ringing off the hook with other sales managers going, hey, you know anybody looking for a job, you know, looking yep. to make a change? Um, you know, so then you, you have the choice. Um, we're looking to hire non-experienced, mm -hmm. train them up, mm -hmm. Or you're trying to hire Rolodex. I need somebody that's going to hit the ground running because I want to get into this market and they have a solid sales history in this yeah. market. Well, and we and as we talk through this, you know, my my stance in the beginning would have been, you know, yeah, you know, coming from outside the industry, you know, and having a different perspective, um, and then. You know, my, my, my thought would have definitely been like, well, just hire somebody. If you're having a hard time finding people in the industry, 
go find somebody out in the industry. I think there's pros and cons to both. And and I've done you're, both. What you're saying is yeah, it makes complete sense mm-hmm. because you got to train them. The Rolodex is huge, right? The relationships you have in the yep. industry and that you can just bring over to another company. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens. We, if we're going to be honest in this industry, just like others, you know, there are p- individuals that, I mean, where are you going to go when, you, when either you're unhappy with a, a, a place of employment or you've just kind of reached that ceiling or whatever it is, you're going to go somewhere. Well, typically you're going to go in the same industry. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you go the in, into the other, into mm-hmm. another company, you got your Rolodex and that is, it can be very, very helpful so long as there's not non-competes and it, all that. Exactly. And hiring a Rolodex, so to speak, it's not a guarantee that it will sell you a product. Right. That is always something that every organization and sales manager has a concern about. Mm-hmm. Just because this guy is well connected, he's done very well with this particular product, a group of products with that company, my product mix may not be the right mix for that territory today. Product development cycles, um, Again, entrepreneurial style companies, they tend to run through the product development cycle faster. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Let's get it to market. Mm-hmm. Let's hit it quick. The fast uh, movers. Fast movers. Yeah. And then you've got other companies, uh, the bigger, the food, you know, the food drug mass, the mm-hmm. mass retail com- companies, they tend to go slower. Mm-hmm. A lot more product development, a lot more marketing research mm-hmm. done. Um, what claims can I make? They have to be much more careful. So just getting a Rolodex, hiring a Rolodex, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. does not necessarily equate to immediate sales. Right. And yeah. so, but then again, hiring somebody that has no industry experience and doesn't even know what it is they're, okay. you're selling, uh, it's the same situation. Yeah. So I, I almost think too, and I'm curious to your, uh, as to your thoughts on this, but I almost think too, like, maybe then you know it's not so much about it's not so much about the experience not so much about the rolodex it's not so much about bringing other learned experiences from other industries in and maybe it's really about fundamentals right like i mean because we've talked about this a little bit before when you first meet somebody you know like okay they could do sales they can talk to people they they can they they're they're good on their feet mm-hmm. um you know they're fun to be around or at least pleasant to be around um so maybe it's just about you know going back to the fundamentals of like you know um can you can you sell me this pen type of thing right <laughs> like i mean you know because it, it really is in today yeah. especially and we've talked about this we've had white papers on this about you know sales is a little bit different it's like people expect a different relationship, I think, today. Um, now, no, everybody's too busy to have like this, you know, super highly connected and in, engaging all the time relationship. But I think people do, and it's, so if you can find somebody that can like build r- relationships, especially like you said, telemarketers. Like in a way, that's kind of we're, ha- we're having to be on the phones more, having to do things more on LinkedIn, having to do more things on email. So it's almost like, can they build a relationship? Mm-hmm through digital devices in the same way that, that we could at a trade show um, because they have that it factor or whatever that, that thing is that, that really makes um, somebody uh, succeed in sales. Now, it, it is true. Uh, sales will always be follow through. You know, if you started on Monday, you've got to continue to go, you know, and that's just understanding and making sure that you're asking the right questions of what is my, what, what is the prospect's 
process. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know, you can be overbearing, yes. but you can also be, you know, not follow up enough and right. somebody slides in or the, they lose interest or they misunderstood something in the presentation. And so, you know, communicating between the prospect and, and the sales rep and making sure that it was clear the messaging that you were trying to give yeah. and that internally, um, I use the old adage of uh, if we had 10 people in a room and we started a, a, we said a phrase to the first person and then it was repeated around the room, by the time I got to the 10th person, it's not going to sound anything like it did right. when it started over there. Right. And that's just translation okay. of So of getting that. the right people in, in the, the room. Right, in the just, room and having the message and right. make sure, you know, uh, the regulatory message is clear the, because the, the regulatory people worry about, you know, hey, I don't want the FDA on me. Right. Uh, the marketing people want to know, what, what, what can we say? Right. Uh, how far can I push the envelope? So, uh, you know. Push and, it sometimes. We push, push it, it sometimes, you know, right? And, uh, that's right. Well, you know, hey, got to <laughs> do what you got to do. Right. Uh, you, we're here to right. sell product, and we're here to sell good products yeah. to consumers. Yeah. So we have to get the messaging across. Right. Yep. But, yes, uh, so salespeople have to be able to follow through. Mm -hmm. And then the new thing now, I think, and I've talked to, again, I don't base this solely on my own opinion, but, uh, everybody's ghosting. You'll have a great conversation with a, a prospect, and yeah. and then they just disappear. It's almost more acceptable now, right? Yeah. Because because it's not like, hey, Chris, how you doing? Yeah. I just walked out the room, right, in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> because that's what happens in an email. Hey, yeah. how are things going? Oh, things are great. Uh, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah, you know what? We're And then, boom, gone. So it's like us having a conversation, and then I just jet halfway through. Like, <laughs> like and I'm I gone. And I never see you again, <laughs> you know, for nine or ten months. Right. And then you come back and you say, hey, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. It's like, whoa, it's fantastic. It's weird. Digital but, and email has yeah. made, and, and, and instant messaging mm -hmm. and texting has almost made that acceptable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to answer to you <laughs> right. because I, I don't need you right now. Please you know? answer. Please just answer tell me your not local today. salesman. Yeah, just please tell me not today or give Give me 90 days right. or six months. You right. know, our process is this, mm -hmm. and it's going to take that. If I need you, I'll call you. Mm -hmm. And then the sales rep has to actually make the task in whatever yeah. fo format they're using, yep. CRM or their yep. Outlook or on their on their phones or whatever. They have to set the task to follow up on, that, right. on that time frame. Yeah. So, hey, where are we at? What do you yeah. I heard Mark Samuel, a guy on LinkedIn. I think you've seen some of his stuff, too. He's... He's blowing up right now on LinkedIn and he's got a lot of great content and he was talking about this very thing and he was he gives really good sound advice, I feel like, to, to young salesmen and one of the things that was one of the things he hit on was just like, Hey, if you say you're gonna do something, you know, do it. Because he gave the example where somebody had messaged him about their product or whatever and he said, I don't remember the dates. He's like, Call me back in seventy eight days or something, right? <laughs> yeah. But I called him back yeah. seventy eight days later, so we talked to him, right? Yep. And so it's all yes, it's about the pitch. It's about how you do it. It's about differentiating yourself as a salesman. But do what you say you're going to do. And if you get that golden opportunity, that ticket to be called in back in 78 yeah. days, yeah. better call him back in 78 yeah. days. And you ask for, you're essentially asking permission. Well, when can I call you right. back? Yeah. Well, never. <laughs> or 78 days. Right. Or, what? you know, I, I'm, this is going to take me a little bit of time. Now, I understand that our goal as salespeople are to get a firm date. Mm -hmm. What is the date? What's the deadline? What's the bench, you know, what's the uh, benchmark, the gate uh, right. process here, you know, uh, to for me to call you back without being, uh, you know, invasive, invasive or, or, or yeah. annoying, right, you know, exactly. uh, in that case. Yeah. And, and, but I can follow what you want, yeah. but just tell me what you want. Yeah. 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 So we talked a lot about sales. Thanks for coming on, by the way. It's been fun. It's Absolutely. been fun. Yep. Lower chats. Yep. Thank you. Uh, we need to golf more, though. Yes, um, no, no question. So as we look into 2021, we've had mm -hmm. a rough year. 
Everybody's had a rough 2020's been unusual. Oh, dumpster fire, right? That's the <laughs> hashtag dumpster fire, right? For lots, for yep. many, many reasons. Yep. We made it through the yep. dumpster fire. Yep. Like, we, we, um, we weren't on fire in the dumpster. No, we, no, like, we were, uh, we did our well. company Stratum has, uh, has had a, a very good year. Uh, we've been successful on many fronts, uh, opening up new markets mm -hmm. globally. Mm -hmm. um, Yes, across the board with uh, with all of our ingredients, we've done very well, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it's a testament to me during a tough uh, environment, i.e., the pandemic situation, that uh, we've been able to stay focused yeah. and and reach our goals. But mm -hmm. I also know, of course, that the industry has mm -hmm. done extremely well right. in in 2020, uh, various things, and you know, immune health obviously has gone boom, mm -hmm. um, and anything, any products related to immune has done very well, mm -hmm. probiotics, uh, well as... Uh, that we have a few. Yeah, yeah, exactly, we do, okay. yeah. And we may be launching another one here pretty That's soon. That's right, yeah, teaser, <laughs> teaser. Yeah, a little yeah. teaser. Yeah, so, so yeah, but uh, it's, it, we've, everything's gone pretty well for all of us, uh, we've all hit mm -hmm. individually and, yeah. and globally, we've all hit our bumps, but uh, corporately, I think we've done pretty well. So, what, so 2021, what are, what are your hopes and aspirations for 2021? Um, well, I, I hope that this, the vaccine stuff all works and we can all get back to, uh, you know, a good handshake and, a, and the, you know, occasional hug as everybody feels comfortable with uh, and, and um, you know, get back to family gatherings. That's my personal perspective yeah, because sure. social distancing with family is, uh, it sucks. Yeah, I'll it just does. be blunt. Yeah, it sucks. I don't it like does. that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. be able to get back to that stuff. But yeah. I see the industry still trending up mm -hmm. uh, again in 2021. It's going to be another strong year. Uh, there's been a lot of um, uh, science has been put together for, by a variety of companies, ourselves included. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's going to be an extremely strong year for dietary supplements again. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to going after it again. And I'm looking forward to getting back on the road and, and uh, seeing some old friends and yeah. and and maybe maybe we'll get a show in this year too. Who yeah, knows? who knows? Ooh. Maybe Man. like a real show, a real wow. trade show. Yeah, maybe we'll. Uh, yeah, well, and then I mean, to me, I'm super excited about our our, our and I know you are too. We're not going to talk much about it, but we're, we'll just call it the the zombie. We're pretty. We're pretty. I'm pretty excited to see what happens with with our new ingredient. Yes. So I, I'm excited yeah. for 2021 for all of our ingredients. But every time we pick up a new one. We, you know, we love to we love to market it. We love to, to create some some awareness and, and love working with the sales team and, and regulatory and our whole crew on getting that to, to market. So I'm pumped about that. I know you are too. Absolutely, so, yeah, yep. super pumped. Yep. So, all right. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks Thank for coming you, on. Good chatting with Very you. Good chatting oh, yeah. with you, Knuckles. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have you on again. All right. Thanks. All right. Look forward to it. Appreciate thanks. it. See you. Bye.